And now, it's time for Lawyers for Jesus Radio, lighting our path through law. A show about faith in the law and in the marketplace. Featuring the partners from the law firm Mauk and Baker. Located in downtown Chicago, Mauk and Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and serving the people of faith. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Hello, welcome to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker, an attorney and a partner at the law firm of Mauk and Baker in Chicago. We are Christian attorneys who focus on serving the body of Christ with its legal needs. To learn more about us, go to maukbaker.com, that's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com, or call 312-726-1243. In addition to being the salt of the earth, followers of Jesus should be the light of the world. This is not an easy responsibility, so how can we do it better? Well, today we will be speaking with Sue Lee, who is a lawyer for Jesus, who recently joined Malkin Baker as of counsel. Sue was a confident believer before coming to Malkin Baker, but now feels that she can more openly combine her Christian work and her faith. Sue, looking right across at you, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Well... My first comment as one of the partners in Malcolm Baker, thank you for joining our firm. We are absolutely thrilled that you're a part of this firm. Oh, thank you. So let's just get into this a little bit. Um, I introduced you as a lawyer for Jesus, and not all people are willing to take on that name. Um, as, as I said on the show before, my wife once said, well, with regard to the name Lawyers for Jesus as a radio program, she said, well, couldn't you be a little more subtle? And I looked at her and I said, no, we can't. This is this is really our calling. So um, what drew you to Malkin Baker? Okay, so I have a lot to share on that topic. Um, so I want to talk to you about um, being the light of the world, um, that that is something that is... Uh, so powerful to me as I joined the law firm of Malcolm Baker. But before I go to that, uh, let me provide some more context. So before I joined Malcolm Baker, I was with another firm for 13 years. Um, and so when we become a new lawyer, it's like a, we are like a newborn baby. We learn life skills like you know, babies learn life skills like walking, feeding themselves, using scissors using and stuff like that. Using copy machines, oh, yeah, all these kinds of things. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So we mm. learn lawyer skills just like babies do. And you grow up and you learn, you learn to be an independent so you can be independent of handling a case on your own. Um, and then you get to have a lot of lawyer milestones just like babies' first moments. So first deposition, first argument before a judge. Uh, first closing, first client of your very own, things like that. So that firm was my home for the last 13 years. But when babies grow up and become a child and become a, a young man, that's not the end. That's the beginning of finding your vision. That's the beginning of finding your passion, beginning of finding your direction in life. And speed was no longer very important to me. What was more important to me was where I was going in my life. And that's where I was at on my growth chart when I joined Malcolm Baker last, last year. And so this Bible passage in Psalm 78, 72, it reads, So David shepherded them according to the integrity of his heart 
and guided them by the skillfulness of his hands. So I wanted to find my home for the next chapter of my life. And these two things were the things that I was looking for, integrity and skillfulness of, of hands, meaning, you know, uh, excellent lawyers. So I humbly say that uh, these two things, all of the attorneys and Mark and Baker, is w- that is what we are striving for, integrity and skillfulness. And so I decided to join Mark and Baker. But the real challenge came after that. Um, when after I decided to join Malcolm Baker, I suddenly one day had this fear. Um, what if um, some of my clientele would say that, well, Sue is not the type of lawyer that I thought she was, or am I going to alienate some of my clientele? Or what if some potential clients come to the website and, and then think that we are lawyers for Jesus and then decide not to hire me? So I had this fear, and that one Saturday morning, um, I was reading a Bible and writing my journal and reading a book written by uh, John Stott, and the uh, Bible passage that I was reading was Matthew chapter 5, 13 and 14, which tells us that we are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. And then um, that book talked about how we get to be a, um, have double influence as a Christian, which is the soul, which is kind of um, negative influence, which stops the spread of evil, but also the light, which spreads the truth and goodness. And Jesus wants our influence to be double full like that. And I realized that I was just doing half the job. And then I thought, God wants me to try conscious efforts to possess more qualities of the light. You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker of the law firm at Malkin Baker. If you missed part of this episode or want to hear previous Lawyers for Jesus interviews, visit MalkBaker.com. You can also subscribe to our Religious Liberty newsletter and follow us on Facebook and Twitter for legal updates with a biblical perspective. Today, we are speaking with Malkin Baker's very own attorney, uh, now part of our council, Sue Lee. And she's been talking about her transition into this firm, a, a Christian firm, and the cost that it really has for her. So, Sue, you you now desire light to be light and to be salt. Actually, light is also a disinfectant, if, if you think about it. So, what are your experiences now with your clients, now that you've made a very clear statement that I am a lawyer for Jesus? Yes. So, uh, am I previous firm, I really did not talk about me being a Christian or having a faith. And now it is just on the face of our firm. It is very natural that clients talk to me about my faith, whether I go to church and what my what I think about some of the current affairs. Um, and so it has it has given me natural opportunities to open up. And also, uh, on my end, because I'm saying I'm a Christian attorney, it's an invitation to all my clients and all the prospective clients that I am here to form an attorney-client relationship that goes beyond just a contractual relationship. I think of it as more like a covenant relationship that God has with us, Uh, God's covenant with Noah, Abraham, or David, or us. 
we don't keep our ends of commitments, but God is always faithful. It goes beyond what the contract was about. So I always think that the all of the ethics rules that are required of us um, or the contracts or legal services agreement that we have with our client is contract. But as Christian attorneys, we go beyond that. We do what's best for the client, and we're willing to go beyond that. So, all right, you've been with us, what, since November, I believe. Yes. And, and what has been your experience here with your clients? Are you praying with your clients? Or what, what, what's going on? So I pray for their cases and their matters in our attorney meeting. Uh, but during the consultation or during a phone call or email, I tell them that I am praying for them, for the strength and for the wisdom and for us to be on the same page and everything. And that we are asking God to give us the strength and wisdom to find solutions um, to go through this difficult situation. And, and they are here uh, asking me, and we are all children of God. I know that already. We have that in common in the first place. And then they are here asking my help. And they ask, uh, they ask me to make judgment calls. They ask me for advice. Um, and I get to go through a lot of their raw emotions and feelings and other things. And before that, they are worried about paying me by the hour. And it is still true in a lot of cases. But I let them know that I am here, not just as their attorneys, but I am willing to do more than that. And it has been really great. And especially for some of the clients that I did not know that they were Christians and they did not know that I was Christian, that I was a Christian. We all thought maybe they thought that I could be a Christian, but they never really asked. But now they can ask me these questions and then we can talk about it. And we can talk about their families. We can talk about their challenges and their work, their businesses, and that we work together. A quick question for you before we go to break. How has your family responded to this, what some people consider a radical move? Well, uh, I am a very blessed um, in that respect because my parents were very supportive of this decision. And my husband is also very supportive of this decision. My son, um, who came to this office a couple times, he fully endorses this decision and he likes it. Um, and so I, my family um, has been very supportive of this. I was the one who had to think through some of the ramification of making this transition very openly. And now you've been here uh, several months. Your thoughts at this point with regard to that transition? Oh, this is really the best decision. And I'm so glad and I'm so grateful that I could be part of this law firm. Well, we're actually looking the same way. Um, the law firm has a call, and the call is to be excellent, as you've mentioned, but the law firm is also to be an extension for the kingdom of God and to be bold in that. So it's a great privilege to have you with us. Coming up, we will be talking further with Sue Lee about using our God-given gifts to build the body of Christ. I'm Rich Baker, and this is Lawyers for Jesus Radio.
Falcon Baker is nationally known for representing churches and religious institutions and is providing you with a free resource to help your church stay protected under the law. This church legal checklist is designed to help your church identify and assess general risks under Illinois law and is revised yearly to keep your church up to date. Go to malkbaker.com slash church legal to download your free copy of this easy to fill out 21 section resource that your church can review at monthly board meetings. Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker, an attorney at the law firm of Malkin Baker. We are a law firm based in Chicago, which serves churches, ministries, businesses, and individuals in all their legal needs. If you missed the first part of this show and want to listen online, go to malkbaker.com forward slash radio. Today, we are speaking with Sue Lee, an of counsel attorney at Malkin Baker. We've been talking about her faith, her practice, uh, and how she became uh, associated with us here. So let me ask you this, Suli. Is there anything specific that sets you apart in your law practice by being a Christian? Yes. Um, I love the way you say yes, and no hesitation <laughs> at all. It's because I make conscious efforts to be a Christian attorney. And what it means to me is that I'm a lawyer who is ready, willing, and able. Um, and I really want to emphasize the willing part. In the first segment, I talked about how I'm willing to go beyond the contractual relationship with my clients. But this willing um, is really important to me. And I want to expand on that a little bit. And I have to go back to the story of David versus Goliath. Um, this is your second reference to David, by the way. Yes. So I, I get, I'm beginning to see the Psalms have a real part in your life. Yes. David is a good example that I am trying to live by. And so this David versus Goliath story didn't make sense to me for a really, really long time. Um, I listened to a lot of sermons where pastors said David has such amazing faith that he was not afraid of stepping up and fighting Goliath. But then it didn't really, I don't know, I, it just did not resonate with me. Until I realized that David must have known of the power of his sling and then the stones, how fatal it could be. Because he had years of experience in, in taking care of his father's sheep and fighting lions and bears, he knew the power that he could have. So he was ready and able, but he was willing, and that's really what set him apart from everyone else. So it, he was willing. Nobody expected David to go forward and fight Goliath, and everybody actually said no. But David was the one— Or laughed at him, actually. Right. He, uh, he was the one who recognized his own ability um, in doing that, and that he was willing to step up. And so I think those, those two points, um, David was the one who recognized his own ability. I mean, it's so easy that we belittle ourselves, our experiences, that we do not have the best jobs, we do not have the best um, education, or we do not have the best of everything. But we should not underestimate all of the experiences and the opportunities that God gave us. And it's all part of God's education and curriculum for each of us. And I think um, that's the true nature of humility. You do the best you can where you are, and then you become good. And then what, when God gives you opportunity, you take that opportunity, and then you are willing to step up. 
And so those two are the ones that I am trying to be, uh, as I say, when I, when I am a Christian lawyer, that's what I'm trying to do. I am willing to go beyond and be more than of more than what our clients expected me to do. You know, I hear that and I think of a scripture, um, work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who is at work in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. So there's two parts to that scripture, which is really the same thing you've talked about. There's the part that we're doing, working out our salvation, but obviously by grace, God has given this to us, but he's working in us at the same time uh, to bring it about. I think your lesson and learning as an attorney applies to our audience in the same way. Yes. All of us have been called and all of us have been given gifts and abilities and placed in different places to, to be light and salt, just as you're talking about here. Um, so let me, let me take it very specific. So what kind of clients are you serving, and what is your concentration of your practice? I concentrate in the areas of litigation, real estate, both commercial and residential, and estate planning law. And I develop my concentration by focusing on those areas of law that are of recurring importance to business owners, individuals, and families. So my clients are small business owners or individuals or a family. Um, It's a bit unique that I handle a wide range of areas, and I also do both litigation and transactional work. Um, At one time in the law practice, that was standard. You're right. Now... Um, people specialize. Uh, At this point in my life, I'm primarily specialized in transactional. Uh, I don't do a lot of litigation any longer. So it it is a a unique thing to be able to do both. Yes. Why are you doing both? Why why are you going that way? So it grew kind of in an organic way. I started off as a straightforward litigator. I litigated all the time. And then I had a one case uh, in litigation involving a, a real estate, and and was actually a commercial lease, and then I really enjoyed um, working that case, and then I saw the power of the underlying transactional document, and I wanted to learn more about that, and then that's how I got into the transactional side. You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker of the law firm of Malkin Baker, and we're talking to Malkin Baker's very own of counsel attorney Sue Lee. And we've been talking about uh, practice of faith and the practice of law and about specifically uh, Sue's own practice. Uh, Sue, your practice is unique in some ways also because you also work with the Korean community. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes. Um, I am Korean, so I know the culture and I speak the language. So naturally, um, I have Korean-American clients and they come to me for a lot of different cases and matters. Um, and when you represent a non-English speaking client, it's not only just a language barrier. It goes beyond that. It goes further down than that. And then it's, the difference is very profound. And I think by having this background, the Korean background, both culture and language, I think I'm in a unique position to serve the Korean American community well. And it's also my calling. I see it um, as my obligation, and I am indebted to serve back my community and so that all of the Korean Americans 
can participate in the society in a meaningful way, and especially when they have to go through a legal system, I want to help them navigate the legal system well and participate in a meaningful way and successfully. And and the fact that they come from a different culture can make that even more difficult. Yes. For them. And, and also language barriers can be a real problem as well. Um, there are so many questions I'd love to ask you on this. We may run out of time, but you're passionate about um, helping the Korean American churches. What are their specific legal needs uh, that you're seeing and how are you helping them? Um, I go to a Korean American church and there is a clear uh, division between the first generation and second or third generation. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, it is not just a generation gap. It's not just a language gap. It's not just a cultural gap. It is just a combination of all three and it is there's something extra. It's just what what the members of the church are looking are different and how they govern themselves is different. And that causes some friction and that causes a, a little bit of misunderstanding here and there. And the church is split um, and this first generation struggle to keep the second generations into the church um, and they leave, the second generations leave. Um, and we have a lot of these questions to try to find answers. Um, so I am, I, I am still trying to figure out how I can make my contributions to the Korean American churches. But one thing for sure is that we have Korean heritage and I believe there is a unique role that Koreans and Korean Americans have in proclaiming the gospel in God's big picture. Um, and I would like to make my contribution in making the Korean American churches be ready and equipped um, and prepared as God's servant. Well, my understanding with, with regard to Korean Christianity is it's been very evangelical in terms of wanting to spread the faith. Uh, Korea has sent missionaries all over the world um, and been very, very zealous in wanting to bring the gospel. So I that resonates with me, and certainly we need this. I'm, I'm curious when you say that uh, second-generation Korean kids are leaving the church and, and those issues, and I, that's certainly true not only for the Korean community, but um, really curious as how you will be where your son is what now 10 my son is 10 yes. yeah so so you're facing sort of the same kind of questions on the home level that you are yes. for the church as a whole so suli you're a, a kind of a unique individual you're both a first generation and a second generation korean in one sense so how does that work for for your practice and for the church yes yeah, so i that is really a big advantage for me, and I see that as a really big opportunity for me to connect with both the first generation and then the second generation. So I get to speak Korean language and understand the first generation parents, where they're coming from when they say one thing, and then fully understand um, what they mean. And then I also get to speak English with the second generation and where the children are coming from and what they say. And so that provides me with a unique opportunity to serve both first generation and second generation altogether. Sue, thanks for speaking with us today. It's, it's a delight to have you as part of this firm. Um, and we in the firm share your compassion and your desire that the gospel be furthered. So, um, if you have a legal need or a question or want the perspective of a local Christian attorney like Sue Lee, 
Contact us at Mauk and Baker. You can reach us at 312-726-1243 or at maukbaker.com. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com. I'm Rich Baker, and this is Lawyers for Jesus Radio. to serve somebody Yes indeed You're gonna have to serve somebody